Lots of AFLW news around at the moment. Bryce, we're going to talk about Nicole Livingston. We'll talk about the uh, W Awards tonight, where our next guest is. And also, a mouth-watering grand final this weekend and some amazing prelims on the weekend just gone. And to join us to talk all about it is Lauren Wood from the Herald Sun. Lauren, thanks for your time. Great to be with you, team, and uh, what a week for us. What a week. Now, we're going to get into AFLW, but have you heard that Bryce took 7 for 20 off 19 overs on the weekend? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, I have actually heard firsthand because uh, I believe a couple of them were caught by none other than my very brother. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm more pleased than anyone that uh, that Bryce is back at the doggies and uh, and taking wickets for Mornington. It's always great to see. Lauren, we're having a whole lot of fun, and and Glenn, he's going nowhere. He's staying at first slip all the What's time. The first slip was he? He he is taking blinders, is and he? everyone's staggered at how he's doing it. He just keeps plucking them. He's got these <laughs> long arms. He's a big tall rooster, and he's uh, pretty handy in the slip. So I'm very happy with that. Lauren, we got some AFLW to talk here properly. Yeah, we do, and we're going to get it's a AFLW busy week. As well. Yeah. Lauren, um, we'll look ahead to the um, grand final and we'll look ahead to tonight's event, which will be amazing, I imagine, at Crown Palladium. But I can't, I can't remember a time in men's or women's football where we had two preliminary finals, which was so engrossing throughout. Can you? Oh, it was just incredible, wasn't it? I mean, we've got a lot of recency bias with this sort of thing, don't we, Tom, at times in footy? And it's very easy to say, you know, particularly in the dying stages of the season, that, geez, was that the best game we've seen? Um, and we, we've really sort of been spoiled a bit in the last few weeks when it comes to AFLW, which, you know, I'm, I'm sort of stating the obvious here. I know, it's had its knockers over the years and we've all sort of had concerns about the game and the lack of scoring and all that sort of thing. We've seen a, a bit of tinkering in the rules the last couple of years. Um, but, geez, it's really come into its own this season. You know, the, all the players had the benefit of a full pre-season. All those expansion teams, uh, I guess, had, had an equal run at it this year and had, I guess, a full year to be ready for the season. And, and it's really showed. I mean, the weekend's games, for example, like Saturday night, Geelong and Brisbane, it was just so evenly matched of all of all the four teams that were remaining in those prelim finals. And, and as you said, it just sets things up beautifully for this weekend. So we have, we've been spoiled with a great few weeks of footy and another one to come. Well, there's no doubt that it's growing and growing. It, Throughout the season, all the teams have got better. They've all exceeded, I don't think, expectation necessarily, but the standard of the game is so good. The pressure of these preliminary finals was was absolutely brilliant. Um, and then a one-pointer with North Melbourne just getting over the Adelaide Crows, who, who had such an amazing season, top of the table after the home and away. Um, no, how can you pick the, the, the grand final winner? Um, it, it's so difficult because we're probably expecting a, another nail-biter just like we saw in the prelim final weekend. Do you have any leaning towards either the Lions or the Kangas? Well, how I'll probably be doing it, Bryce, is putting a blindfold on it and throwing a dart <laughs> at the board at this point because, as you say, um, so evenly matched it. And as you said, you know the, the benefits of, of another preseason, the players are fitter, they're stronger, they've spent longer in the gym and... And more time with footy in their hands, of course, which, um, which as you say, has sort of led to that lift in standard and uh, and that new CBA. They've got more hours uh, played. I'm have to go, I'm going to have to go for North. Um, I might be letting my heart into that a little bit. We're we're unbiased, of course, at the Herald Sun, but it would be just fantastic to see them get up. I mean, they've been part of the women's football landscape for such a long time. Before AFLW was really thought of, they they had a heavy involvement in the Melbourne University football club. Um, of course, Laura Kane, who's now at the AFL, had a really strong hand in setting that up. Um, two women at the helm of the club as well, Sonia Hood and Jen Watt at the moment now. But geez, um, I saw Nathan Burke tweeted last night after they'd won that 
They've been knocking the door down and finally it's opened and that's exactly what it feels like. Emma Carney, the skipper, she's been at the helm since the foundation of the club and um, I think they're really going to give the Lions a shake. This weekend, of course, Brisbane, it's in their, they're in their fifth grand final, so they know better than anyone what it takes in a grand final and what it takes to, to get that premiership. But I don't know, there's just something in the look of the eye of these kangaroos at the moment that, um, that tells me they're there to win. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that they um, they beat Adelaide by a point, you know, last year's, uh, sorry, this year's minor premiers, and then they beat um, last year's premiers Melbourne as well um, in the last few weeks. It just tells them, tells us they're, they're the giant killers. So my heart goes to them, but the Brisbane Lions are so established at this time of the year as well. And uh, I will talk to you about this grand final a little bit more, but I'm infatuated by these teams that it feels like yesterday were really struggling. The Sydney Swans and Geelong going deep in finals as well. Surely that bodes well for the, the evenness of the competition, Lauren? Yeah, it does. I mean, coaches, including Craig Starsevich, who will lead the Lions this weekend um, into that granny, they've all had a bit to say over the years about expansion, and, and particularly his team. You know, they've been pillaged sort of three, three, three rounds of it. Mm. Um, so the fact that they're still right in the mix is amazing in itself. But it, it is that expansion in the early years of the competition that, that does sort of fuel this evenness. I know, you know, Chloe Malloy made the move to Sydney for as she said, not only for her own personal football growth, but but for the good of the comp. And she didn't that come to show later in the season, as you say, when, when Sydney were winning finals and after going winless last year. So um, I think now, from now onwards, is probably when we're going to see the real AFLW because every team is in. As I said before, every team is getting an even preseason. They're all getting a good look at it. Whereas the last few years, we've had mix-ups with fixtures and conferences and expansion rounds and, and priority signings and all the rest of it. Whereas from now onwards, it's 18 teams and they're all on sort of level pegging, um, which is really good. And as you say, Geelong, they were they were right in there till the, the dying moments. I think um, we would have loved to have seen them here this weekend. And it's a credit to Dan Lather and his crew for uh, for getting them as far as we did. But um, it, is, it is a nice mix-up. I think it's good for the comp too. Like we've had the big four for a long time. As you mentioned, Adelaide, Brisbane and Melbourne and... North have sort of been knocking on the door too. So it's nice to see someone else getting a go. I like the way you put it there, Lauren, just around um, a lot of the clubs, uh, just acknowledging the greater good and players as well. The greater good is the situation we're in now, which sets up really well. You're in a pretty good situation tonight. It's awards night. Um, the, the the W Awards. Um, who do you expect to take out the, the best and fairest tonight? Well, I think it's um, the beauty of it, Bryce, tonight is that it could be sort of one of a handful of players, which again speaks to, I guess, the volume of talent that we've got in the competition at the moment. Um, Jasmine Garner is, is sort of the feel-good story, particularly among the players at the moment. She's been overlooked for the last few years, uh, the Kangaroos star by the umps, uh, particularly the last two years. So I know there's, there's particularly a lot of Roos who are right behind her. Um, she's had an incredible season and uh, delivered some incredible numbers. So she'll be definitely right up there. Monique Conti from Richmond as well. She's always uh, firmly in the mix. She had another great season in the midfield. And Ali Anderson from Brisbane. It's, it's strange to say it because she won the last league best and fairest last year, but has had a better season this year. Mm. So uh, I think she'll be, she'll be right in it too. The Lions are having their own function. Uh, up at the Gabba, of course, um, not travelling down until later in the week. So she'll be there. Sydney, of course, Laura Gardner finished second in the Coaches Awards too, which is an incredible story um, in itself for her being right up there in the mix um, for it tonight too. So it should be a thrilling count. I mean, Lockie Neal sort of came from the clouds in, in the men's brownlow, didn't he? So mm. we could have the the first ever uh, two 
I should say, men's and women's players as reigning medalists in their respective competitions from the same club. That's not out of the question. But as you say, it's, it's vote count night, so uh, so anything can happen. So we'll be ready for a surprise winner as well. And the All-Australian team, who's going to be captain of that? Oh, that's a good question, Tom. As you say, there's, um, there's some great leaders. I mean, I might be letting the recency of yesterday come to the fore. I think Emma Carney will, will be right in there again, which is, you know, quite incredible. She made the cross from cricket, yeah. 34 years old, and she's still pretty firmly in the mix. But Jasmine Garner, again, you could make a case for her uh, to be named in there. Chloe Malloy as well. She's led the Swans absolutely beautifully too. And I'd Come on, I want Chloe. I think Chloe should be the... the... I, know, I know you'll be barracking very, very mm-hmm. hard for Chloe, and uh, I think everyone in, uh, in the AFLW would be pleased if it was her. So, But again, it, it's really nice, isn't it, that there, there could be a few choices in the mix. Hey, Lauren, um, the the league best and fairest is not named after anyone. Do you think we should name it after someone? And who do you reckon? Well, there's been the push the last, uh, well, last couple of years and, and it really gained momentum probably in the last few weeks since she announced her retirement, which was for Erin Phillips, mm. um, which, you know, she's won two of these medals before and obviously had a great impact on the AFLW competition. But then there's a, a, a case from sort of another quarter of the AFLW and industry ranks for someone who's had a more, um, I guess, deep contribution to women's football as a whole uh, to, to potentially be recognised. So to maybe look at someone like a Debbie Lee, who's the first woman uh, to be named as the Australian in the Australian Hall of Fame uh, just a couple of years ago, to, to maybe be named after her, which is something I'd, I'd probably be behind. I mean, she was, she was a uh, pretty pivotal figure in the VFLW, VWFL back then, um, and, and really in getting AFLW off the ground. So... I'd be pushing for that, but I know it's something that they're clearly not uh, not going to rush. Um, and Daisy Pierce as well. I mean, she was so influential at Darabin and the early days of AFLW. So a few good options at least. Maybe a pioneering journalist by the name of Lauren Wood would be a pretty good award <laughs> as well to win. <laughs> Lauren. Oh, I don't know about that, Tom. <laughs> hey, last one for me. Um, Nicole Livingston told all club captains today that she's stepping down. It's been reported as well. Um, at the end of, well, after the grand final, after the AFLW grand final, she's been in the role now for what? five or six years as the league's AFLW boss. A, what do you make of um, this decision? And B, um, who replaces her? Well, it's surprising, to say the least. I've been speaking to a few different people at uh, at clubs and, and from around the place today who were, were pretty shocked by the announcement. It's, it's lobbed in a press release um, today, as you say, that she told the captains this morning at, at a brunch that, that this would be her last week, no less. So it's not uh, not a case like a normal corporate job where you sort of give you two or four weeks' notice. This is going to be it after Sunday for Nicole. She's had seven seasons at the helm of AFLW. Just a bit in, in her time, it's, it's safe to say. And, um, you know, a couple of CBAs in there too. And, and like all good bosses, has probably had her detractors along the way and um, ha- had some commentary to, around her job too. So it was a surprise, I must admit. Um, she'll be speaking shortly on the red carpet at the W Awards. So pretty keen to gain a bit more insight into what's behind her decision and uh, and where she, what she plans next. But I would imagine being an Olympic year next year, she's done a bit of swimming commentary in her time, given her three Olympic Games appearances. So Paris would probably be looking pretty good right about now in the wintertime. Um, but in terms of replacements, they're going to start looking in a few weeks' time. I know um, Laura Kane there was always sort of the thought that, that she would take it uh, under her wing, but she's got a pretty big portfolio in, in footy more generally to take care of these days. But uh, I'm sure it'll be a highly sought after job because particularly, the, as I said earlier, this um, sort of formative period of the competition, 
it's a, it's a really good opportunity for someone to come in and, and really stamp their name on it and take the competition forward. Yeah, well said, Lauren. I mean, by way of opinion, I actually think that whoever takes this role should be in the AFL executive. And we, when we put that to Nicole Livingston on crunch time earlier this year, Bryce, she should have um, she rejected it. But I, I really think it's such an important role. It has to have a senior executive um, title yep. within the AFL couldn't system. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's good we're on yep. the same couldn't page, agree. Lauren. Hey, enjoy tonight. Um, sorry, we can't let you go without a quick tip and a margin for the grand final on the weekend, please. Well, if the past finals are anything to go by, I think it's going to be close. Uh, Icon Park, it should be pretty good weather. So I'm going to go North Melbourne by four, mm. but geez, it could go either way. Uh-huh. We're going to clip that up. North Melbourne by four points. We'll play it next week when it comes true. Appreciate your time, Lauren. Enjoy tonight. Love your work, and uh, we'll read all your all your all your written work in uh, the Herald Sun and see you on Fox Footy as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy the game.